Hello and welcome to the Athlete Archives. Today I wrap up Season 3, my Halloween special, which focuses on stories of spooky, bizarre, grim, and sometimes eerie nature. The final episode is unique. It's the first podcast that isn't focusing on an athlete. That's right, today's subject is not a person, but a place. This is the story of the Pfister Hotel. In Major League Baseball, each team coordinates with the league and provides a hotel in the area that meets a specific set of league requirements. This includes security and privacy requirements, transportation to and from the park, certain dietary requirements, and more. This hotel then has rooms reserved by MLB and used season-wide for visiting clubs. In Milwaukee, the Brewers, for many years, have been kind enough to coordinate with the league to host visiting teams at what many people believe is a haunted hotel, the Pfister Hotel. A hotel with such a disturbing history that Mookie Betts recently refused to stay with this team, going instead to Airbnb for the Dodgers road trip. Guido Pfister was a German immigrant to the United States in 1845 at the age of 27. He brought with him extensive knowledge in tanning and leather work. He was able to parlay that into his own leather store and eventually became one of the largest leather companies in the U.S. at a time when leather was in high demand. Guido adopted 11-year-old Charles Frederick Weissert in 1870. Charles would turn out to be a brilliant businessman. He would go on to basically triple his father's leather sales by working through the logistical hurdles to distribute their leather by rail to shoemakers across the country. Charles continued to build on his father's fortune by investing in banking, lumber, and railroads. The Fisters built an empire. In the late 1800s, Charles began to build a hotel. The Fister Hotel was completed in 1893 at a cost of $1 million. Adjusting for inflation, that's roughly $34 million today. The Fister stood out among its peers of the day because it had electricity throughout the hotel. And this was huge at the time. The battle between Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison over AC versus DC was still ongoing. The Fister was designed by architect Henry Koch, who designed the Milwaukee City Hall, the Pabst Building, which is no longer standing, Turner Hall, various buildings at the University of Wisconsin, churches, courthouses, and schools. The Fister looks almost boring in comparison to some of his other works, but the inside of the Fister is still pretty magnificent. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm sharing some photos from the hotel. In the 1960s, the hotel was suffering from age, and Ben Marcus of the Marcus Corporation bought the hotel at auction. After extensive restoration, the hotel added a 23-story tower. It isn't clear to me when reports of the hotel being haunted started, but a Milwaukee Daily Sentinel newspaper article published on May 5 of 1893 states that the hotel was being built on top of a private cemetery. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the movie Poltergeist. Staff and guests of the hotel claim that the second floor is completely haunted. 
They've claimed to have seen Charles Pfister himself haunting the grand staircase up to the second floor. Bryce Harper, at the time with the Nationals, had this to say. One time last summer before I went to sleep, I laid a pair of jeans and a shirt on that table at the foot of the bed, those things in hotels that you sit on to put on your shoes. I just laid them out, simple as that. When I woke up in the morning, I swear on everything, the clothes were on the floor and the table was on the opposite side of the room against the wall. I was so flustered, I honestly thought there might be someone in my room. I had no idea what the hell just happened. So I actually looked around and then I checked to see if the door was still latched, and it was. I went downstairs and changed my room immediately. Different room, different floor. Pittsburgh Pirates former manager Clint Hurdle retold this story, but he would not mention the player's name. Quote, I had a player call me one night assuring me there was a ghost, and the ghost had turned on his TV twice in one night. I actually had him come into my room, not to sleep. I settled him down, went back to his room with him, and sat for a while. G-Man Choi said he felt a ghost his first night at the Fister before he was even aware of the hotel's reputation. He said he could feel a spirit crawling up behind him in bed. He was asked what he thought about spending two more nights at that hotel. I hope it's a girl, Choi said. After a game in 2018, Carlos Martinez posted a video on Instagram saying that he couldn't sleep in his room because of a free-floating, full-torso ghost. Marcelo Zuna from the Braves also saw the ghost. So the two of them, along with Tommy Pham and some Cardinals coaches, spent a night huddled together in Francisco Pena's room for comfort. In the video posted by Carlos Martinez, he says, in Spanish, We are here in Milwaukee. I just saw a ghost. In Ozuna's room, he saw another one. We are all here. We are all in Pinita's room. We are all stuck here. We are going to sleep together. If the ghost shows again, we are all going to fight together. Adrian Beltre described several eerie events during his stay at the Fister. First, he heard knocking in the hallway and on his door, but he found no one there. Beltre then witnessed the air conditioning and TV repeatedly switching itself on and off. When he went to bed, he was startled awake again and again by pounding noises from behind his headboard. Beltre resorted to taking a bat to bed with him for protection and reported that he only slept two hours over the course of his three-night stay, which is, I think, what the Brewers were hoping for. Later that spring, Brendan Ryan of the St. Louis Cardinals reported seeing a strange apparition at the Fister. He said a moving light passed through his room, followed by a temperature drop, that chilled him to the bone. On June 15, 2010, during an interview on ESPN radio, C.J. Wilson said that he heard scratching on the walls of his room at the Fister. He said it sounded like a key scraping down wallpaper. He also reported intermittent problems with his room lamp, which at one point began flashing wildly, on and off, disco style. Other teammates experienced similar problems with the lighting, and one was locked out of his bathroom. Colby Lewis awoke about 1.30 in the morning and saw a frightening skeletal apparition in his room. He was so shaken up by what he saw that, according to C.J. Wilson, he spoke with the team chaplain about it the next day. And so far, has not spoken publicly about his experiences at the Fister. In all, according to C.J. Wilson, four or five guys had odd experiences on various floors. Brandon Phillips, at the time with the Reds, had this to say. We play Milwaukee a lot, but I remember one time I came into the room and just sat on the bed. Then, for some reason, the damn radio turned on. So I turned it off and got in the shower. 
And when I was done, that mother effer had turned back on. Giancarlo Stanton, at the time with the Marlins, said, man, I hate when we have four games there. Two, three, anything's better than four. It's freaky as bleep with the headshot paintings on the wall and the old curtains everywhere. It reminds me of Disneyland Haunted House. The less time I'm there, the better. Michael Young from the Phillies. Oh, F that place. Listen, I'm not someone who spreads ghost stories, so I'm telling you, it happened. A couple of years ago, I was lying in bed after a night game, and I was out. My room was locked, but I heard these footsteps inside my room, stomping around. I'd heard all these stories about this hotel, so I was wide awake at that point. And then I heard it again. Justin Upton, then with the Braves. From the minute I walk in there, I am freaked out. The whole place, the creepy lights on the side, everything. I have to sleep with the blinds open and the lights on. Next time, I'm finding another hotel and paying for it on my own. I can't sleep there. Pablo Sandoval from the Giants. I don't like the ghosts there. In 2009, I went to take a shower and I remember putting my iPod next to a speaker. When I came out, it was playing music. I have no idea why. I left the hotel after that. I didn't want to stay there. C.J. Wilson from the Angels. I've had a lot of experiences there. I was on the computer one night doing my typical shtick, surfing the web, sending an email, editing a photo, and then all of a sudden the lights started flickering. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be so pissed if my computer dies. Then the light just shuts off. Then the TV shuts off. Then the light turns back on, but the light at the front door turns off. So after that, I went back to whatever I was doing on the computer, but then 30 minutes later, they're scratching on the walls. Now I'm thinking, okay, it's the Midwest. There could be a possum or something in the wall, right? It's possible, isn't it? All I knew was that there were definitely noises coming from the wall. At this point, I'm on edge. I'm literally looking to see if there are people in the hallway, if someone's trying to pull something. But then the lights really start going crazy. The next day, we all show up at the park, and everyone has this uneasy feeling like we had bad Chinese food or something. I said to one of my teammates, you wouldn't believe the blank that was going on in my room last night. And another guy said, oh my God, are you talking about that bleep you heard? Everybody had a story. One dude got locked in his bathroom and he had to get the hotel to get him out. Another guy had the lights turn off when he was in the shower. Another guy saw something. I don't get terribly concerned unless things start shattering the room, so it was fine. I don't get much sleep anyway. But you just get a vibe when you walk in. It's almost like you're in Prague or something. Very gothic, lots of gold enamel, crosswalks and atriums everywhere. Being on the road so much, we're used to a standard cookie-cutter place. But this hotel totally stands alone. Catcher Matt Trainer. In 2006, Trainer claimed he had a supernatural experience with his Florida Marlins teammates. According to the beautifully titled book, Field of Screams, Trainer said when he stopped by his teammate Taylor Tankersley's Fister room to see what the, his dinner plans were, they both heard a mysterious tapping sound. Trainer later heard a ghost kid yelling in the hallway. Later, strength coach Paul Fournier told him he had felt paralyzed in his bed while cold air rushed over him. Trainer eventually led a ghost hunt with some friends in the hotel to try to capture evidence of the ghost of Charles Fister but admitted we never actually saw anything.
As I mentioned earlier, with the Dodgers in Milwaukee for a three-game series against the Brewers, Mookie Betts opted to stay at an Airbnb rather than risk losing valuable sleep. Betts told the Orange County Register that he's staying away, quote, just in case the stories about the Fister ghosts are true. He added that he doesn't believe in ghosts, but he also doesn't want to discover that he's wrong. The Airbnb must have helped. Betts hit a leadoff home run, and the Dodgers won game one, 6-2. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the Fister. I'm curious if you would choose to stay there. If I ever find myself in Milwaukee, I think I'm going to have to give it a try. I'll have to keep that from my wife. There's no way that she would agree if she listened to this podcast, which she doesn't. That's it. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening and take care.